This is an important message for our microchurch leaders. If I could give you one word of advice, I'd say don't try this alone. In fact, I would take it one further, one step further and say, don't be afraid to enter into a covenant relationship with a denomination. Now, I understand it's kind of trendy to disassociate with mainline churches, and people have good reasons to do so. We live in a culture that celebrates individuality. Our generation has been bombarded by numerous scandals and abuses particularly coming out of some of the mainline denominations. We're afraid that identifying with a particular denomination will alienate ourselves from the very people that we're attempting to reach. Many church leaders would prefer, would prefer more control over their resources. They see apportionments or budgets or funding the mission more as a tax that's designed to keep the larger organization fun functioning. So funding the mission might help the global church, but does little to benefit the local congregation. Some leaders prefer short skis. They want to remain nimble and maneuverable, and sometimes denominations are too slow and cumbersome. I get it, and in some cases I even agree. But with that in mind, I'd like you to consider a few reasons I've chosen to be part of a denomination. I, I want to share with you a few reasons that I've chosen in, to enter into a covenant relationship with and place myself under the authority of a denomination. I find a great sense of security in living under the protective wing of a denomination. I know that if I get in trouble for any reason, all I have to do is pick up the phone. I know that a structure is already in place to help me navigate through any difficulty or challenge I might face. And so it's important to know that there are policies and procedures already in place, a structure to follow and a safety net for me and my family. I have an obligation to protect my family and a deep desire to maintain my integrity. And so even though the policies and procedures seem cumbersome at times, they have proven to be a faithful friend. I understand that when choosing a church home, most people place personal preferences above doctrine. But where do they go from there? If we're going to raise up the next generation of disciple makers, wouldn't we want them to know what they believe and why they believe it? Denominations are upfront about what they believe. Some find it difficult to embrace the distinctive doctrines of a denomination, and that's okay. At least they're entering into it with their eyes wide open. In the Church of the Nazarene, every pastor of every church has made a covenant to support and uphold our 16 tenets of faith. So whether I attend a church in Bendura, Zimbabwe, Cali, Columbia, Cumberland, Kentucky, or some other place, I know that the local congregation ascribes to specific tenets of faith. I'll never forget those Monday morning's phone calls from uh, Bobby Huffaker. I was pastoring a small church across the town from Grove City Church where Bobby was, and he'd usually start the conversation with, 
hey, it's Monday morning. Aren't you out of bed yet? (laughs) And then he'd say, a bunch of us are going to Cracker Barrel. Would you like to join us? So six or eight of us area pastors would meet at Cracker Barrel. We'd drink coffee and share stories and laugh and cry and pray. You know, I like my tribe. There's just something about being connected to a group of like-minded leaders. For me, being part of a denomination is not just about consistency, it's about connection. Did you know that there are only 38 churches of the Nazarene in the United States that average 900 or more in weekly worship? Most of the churches of the Nazarene around the world have less than 75 members. But it just so happens that there are 23,800 plus Nazarene churches around the world with 19,500 ordains, elders, and deacons, and over 2.5 million members scattered across 150 countries. The strength of the Church of the Nazarene is found in our interconnectedness. We're not just a cluster of islands that are loosely connected. We're a huge family that is interconnected through an organization that we call the Church of the Nazarene. So why have I chosen to enter into a covenant relationship with the Church of the Nazarene? Is there a reason to intentionally bring myself under the authority of a denomination? Indeed, simply put, I'm not willing to go this alone. I find great value in the connectivity, the consistency, and the accountability in becoming part of a denomination. But more importantly, I love being part of a global mission that reaches far beyond my local sphere of influence.